Welcome to the Ask a Spiritual Director podcast, where spiritual directors respond to your questions about all things related to connecting with God on our individual and communal journeys. I'm Samuel Ogles. And I'm Kimberly Pelletier. And in this episode, we will explore the question, is it possible to go a week without sitting? This is episode number six. So, is it possible to go a week without sinning? It's such an interesting question. Um, so, probably the first thing I would say is, obviously, as spiritual directors, we don't um, put ourselves forward as having all the answers. Um, Maybe and it would be you don't. <laughs> yes, not at all. Um, and so, the, so when someone asks something like this in spiritual direction, yeah. probably the first tack we would take is, uh, or I would take would be to try to pick up on um, nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. What's their body language saying? What's the tone? Yeah. Um, what's motivating this question? What's motivating? That's it. Yeah. yeah. So how do you get behind the question? That's probably what we would try to be mm-hmm. doing. What's that about for you? Is that a fear um, right. or whatever? Um, but it's an interesting question. I think I've thought a lot about sin recently. And so you, you and I are both um, very exposed and involved with the Enneagram, mm-hmm. I feel it's fair to say, and you use more it. so, but yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Both of us. Um, but we use it, we both use it in spiritual direction. Yes, definitely. Uh, and do you use it explicitly with um, directees? Do you sort of like name the Enneagram as oh, a tool? Oh yeah, absolutely. You do? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I'll bring books even into my session and we'll reference things and okay. we'll explore things from different angles depending on their, yeah, their comfortable their level of comfort and their desire to work with the Enneagram. Okay. For sure. Okay, cool. I've heard of a, a lot of spiritual directors using it specifically kind mm-hmm. of in that, that sort of a way. Yeah. Um, so with Enneagram work, you know, I think I've changed my view of, of sin a little bit. You know, when I mm-hmm. grew up, probably like a lot of people grew up in a very um, conservative Christian context and sin was just such a guilt trip mm-hmm. for me. I felt it especially heavily and probably you too. But yeah. as a as an a person dominant in type one on mm-hmm. the Enneagram, I just felt guilty for every little thing. And so sin became um not that it wasn't true, but there was an an unhealthy aspect of it yeah. for me, kind of a, a weightiness that I I think was more than um was really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um I heard someone say once, you know, there's a difference between being unworthy mm-hmm. before God and being worthless. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that we've talked about mm-hmm. sin has often shifted, at least for me, into the worthless. Totally, camp. yeah. Um, but knowing, so this person's question, without knowing more than kind of what they submitted about the context and where it's coming from, uh, what I think of is um, sin in the context of how do you get trapped? How do you get trapped mm-hmm. in your personality? How do you get trapped by um, your subconscious? How do you get trapped by the things you your mechanisms for trying to find happiness that ultimately are empty and worthless and not of God. And so in that sense, I think that the, the human mind, at least my own experience has been that I'm so um, subconsciously adept at having deeper and deeper layers of getting trapped in myself and in false messages and false narratives that if we're call if we're calling that sin, I don't know that it's possible to go a week sort of perfectly enlightened 
or something, you know? Right, right. In the Christian tradition, I don't know if we'd really say that. Yeah. And I try to think of sort of the great giants of the faith, uh, St. Paul or St. Francis of Assisi or whoever. Um, And it's hard for me to imagine that they just walked around like doing everything perfectly. Totally unaffected on an interior place, right? Yes, right. By any desire or motivation or anything that was so pure, right? Yes. It's hard to imagine. I mean, they were humans. Right. right? Almost like they have some sort of armored, untouchable exterior. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in thinking about that, I have a hard time thinking it's possible to go, you know, any length of time without sinning. And I think, again, the Christian tradition has spoken to the fact that um, we have fallen natures and Mm -hmm. that sin is sort of with us constantly. I think that's often been used more in that guilt sense that I talked about. But I think with this reframing of traps and false narratives that we believe, lies that we believe Mm -hmm. about ourselves and and about God and our relationship with others, I think that that's pretty constant. It's just more and more subtle. And I think you'd have yeah. moments of accessing that, even seasons of accessing that more, but I don't know that you can like go a day without being free of the human condition. Right. That's yeah. what I, that, I don't know. That's, that's, that was kind of what came to me. Yeah, that's really but, well said. Yeah. I mean, I, being free of that, yeah. If, yeah, I was just going to say, how do you, how do you experience Yeah, because those that? needs, I mean, it's just a really a false, not a false way. It, get, it meets a real need. I mean, our actions, our our choices, even subconsciously, right? They, we're sinning is just taking a legitimate need and meeting it in a illegitimate, if you will, way, a way that mm. is not a God way, right? I am going mm. to control this. I'm going to make this happen and meet this thing that I need, um, and it doesn't live in, you know, as like Richard Rohr or somebody, you know, talks about like the Paschal mystery. He talks about this a lot, right? Mm. It was where we let go of the way I think this need needs to be met. And I'm going to trust God to meet this in another way. And now, like you said, we can do this in a bigger way. We can do this in seasons or for different things. But to always be doing that, I mean, there's so many things I'm subconsciously doing in all of my relationships or whatever, just to meet my needs that I'm not aware of. And it is these layers of awareness. And yes, Mm -hmm. I that word may be increasingly used in the Christian tradition, particularly with the help of the Enneagram, but um, those layers of awareness. and it, But it's not this way of, I don't feel like, oh, it's now I'm just guilty all the time. I feel guilt. Yes, mm-hmm. it's inextricable from the human condition, mm-hmm. but it's not in a guilty way. I am fundamentally gross mm-hmm. or something, which is, I think, how I felt earlier in my life, right? Yeah. In my earlier in my walk with God, there was just this way of, I was always trying to reach for something, right? Or mm. I was repenting from something, mm. um, which I think is legitimate. We do need to turn away from from ways of meeting real things that we need, but in ways that are just not, not God ways of meeting these needs mm-hmm. um, and of interacting with the world and the people around us. Yeah, I, well... Another thing I thought of is sort of the difference between someone who, um, you know, in my own tradition, there, quite literally, there have been people who do self-flagellation. Oh, uh, right. You know, and yeah. sort of that, whether metaphorically or literally, as sort of like, uh, you know, woe is me, I'm, I'm worthless before you, God. And not yeah. to say that that's, you know, I'm not a theologian, so I'm not going to say that that's theologically totally incomplete. But I, don't, I question how helpful mm-hmm. it is. And I think what's instead better is to meet someone like... Um, the story I heard once of this guy who was through, went through AA, mm-hmm. uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and he mm-hmm. made some sort of um, off-color 
a racist joke in front of someone or a comment, some mm-hmm. sort of comment. And he caught himself in the moment. And he goes, oh, there goes my racism again. Wow. And sort of left it. But kind of what you were saying, an awareness. Mm-hmm. There's an example of awareness in that, mm-hmm. um, of open-handedness mm-hmm. and kind of repenting of kind of going, just an acknowledgement of, okay, that's within me. Right. And I don't like that. But I'm also not going to let that define me, right? right. I think um, one of my teachers, James Finley, says, you know, the worst thing about sin is that um, people think they are what's wrong with them. Yes. I think that's mm. sort of the, that's the really um, sad thing yeah. about it, um, yeah. is you get so caught up in, in that instead of, yeah. like you said, having an awareness and, and being able to let go right. in some way. And that my deepest identity is that I'm loved. Like, mm-hmm. that's the truest thing about me. Like, this man who, I love that story. Oh, there goes my racism again. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that is, I mean, socially, interpersonally, that is such, a, such an awareness to bring right to that moment. Um, but the way that there's just no ego in that. But mm-hmm. there's such deep awareness of the fact that, wow, I can just run amok. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't define me. That's not my identity. In fact, I'm, I'm so loved. I can say that. Wow. That was so ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so whatever. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm just coming in that, living in that awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question doesn't become, can I go a week without sinning? I think even in a direction session, it's um, what, what are we even, I think almost I would sit with someone and say, what are you reaching for? What are you, what mm. are you wanting? Mm. What are you hoping for? Um, a positive reframing of yeah, maybe yeah. a similar desire. Yeah, because it's not that right. running from sin is bad, but what does that even mean to you? If this is just a set of behaviors or something that I need to try and not do, that can just be cloaked, depending on, for your example, your Enneagram number, that can just be cloaked in ego and sin. Totally. But it sounds so good. How do I get away from all this sinning every day and every week? Mm. But it's this ego-driven self-inflating um, drive that yes. is that I'm going for, cloaked in a spirituality that, yes. or, or spiritual words, right, that is yeah, really antithetical to healthy spirituality. Yes. Yeah. And we don't have to go very far to look for abuses of people who <laughs> thought that they were perfectly pure and that gave them the right to yes. somehow act harshly in other ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is, I think, what gets us into those situations when we see these large figures right yeah fall as we call them right yeah um yeah yeah, because there's 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 this way in which it's just this certain kind of behavior or this certain kind of thing rather this inner disposition where ego is not my reigning reality the spirit is my reigning reality Mm -hmm. and i'm always moving toward that Mm -hmm. um very imperfectly Mm -hmm. like wildly imperfectly (laughs) yeah but that is my focus Totally. Yeah. yeah. And when I spot, to go back to your point, when I spot mm-hmm. ego mm-hmm. at work or my sin patterns or mm-hmm. traps or an unwelcome thought or whatever, mm-hmm. I just let it go. I just go, oh, there goes that again. Yep. There goes ego. There goes sin. There goes traps. Yep. There I am. Whatever. There yep. I am. There I am. And kind of frame, reframing it. Here I am. Yep. God before yeah. you. Hmm. Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah, it is. It's an important one. And there's a lot of depth and beauty which might be strange to say. I didn't think I'd say that at the end of exploring this question, but there's a lot of beauty in it, Yeah, I think. 
Yeah. Maybe if, if there's anything in this conversation that's a spiritual director perspective, I think it's <laughs> hmm. that, that we get to see the beauty mm-hmm. amidst um, stories where other people can't necessarily see it. Yeah, this has been a great question. And I think there are so many more angles that we could take at this question of sin and sinning and sinlessness and um, living by the Spirit. And if any of you listeners have more questions, please click on the link in the show notes and submit your question, or you can always respond to anything that we say here in our email at askaspiritualdirector at gmail.com, and that email address will also be in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Ask a Spiritual Director is a new podcast. If you're enjoying the episodes, we would really love your support. Head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or you can subscribe and we will notify you every time we post a new episode. 